a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey there, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are Can you? Me? I'm good. This summer has just been like, it's been busy, but not, but it is. It's crazy, right? I think it's just because it feels so much busier because of last summer, you know, wasn't yeah. busy. Yeah, you were just like licking the wall, doing nothing. That's what I was <laughs> Playing doing. Like Animal Crossing. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Well, we just had a great episode last week on Mr. Goatman, Baphomet, and today we've got a nice episode here. Um, so it's a concept, uh, the Fountain of Youth. So I thought about this, and I, I talking about concepts. I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time we did one, but it's sometimes a little tricky because sometimes it's a big rabbit hole. Obviously, this is a big subject, and movies have touched on it and books and everything but i was kind of surprised and pleased to see it's it's pretty straightforward as far as like uh what we do here so cammy will give us a story uh based on the fountain of youth and then i'll talk about some of the modern sort of ideas of where the roots of this come from uh you might be familiar everyone will probably be familiar with the most famous one but uh cammy Will you please regale us with your story? Sure. I used com for this. Many years ago, a woodcutter worked very hard every day to buy rice and radishes to feed himself and his wife. They had so little that they could not afford children, but they started to regret this in their old age. Day by day, this man went about his business of cutting brush to sell. Some days he would have enough to buy rice wine, and on those days he liked to venture deep into the woods to drink. On one such day, he found a beautiful body of water that seemed so refreshing. He decided he would take his rest there. He splashed water on his face, and then drank deeply of the spring. When he looked at himself in the reflection of the water, he did not seem to have any wrinkles, though he was very old. Then he got in for a swim, and when he ducked under the surface and came back up, he had a head full of hair where he used to have none. So excited by his fine, he hurried home faster than he had run in many years and told his wife of the good news. The wife followed him to the water, and when she sank down to her knees before it, she marveled at the beauty or the beautiful color of the spring. She took her cupped hands and brought the water to her lips. It tasted so good she could not stop, and drank from it until her hands could not make the motion any more. The husband, worried for his wife's well-being, came out of the place where he was resting with his rice wine. He could not find his wife, though he called for her. But he did hear the crying of a tiny baby. His wife had gone far beyond youth to infancy. He carried the baby home with him, trying to soothe her as he left the cursed spring. Oh! (laughs) That's cool. You know, they don't get away with it. There's like a little lesson to learn. That's not so bad. It's kind of weird. That's really cool. <laughs> Can you imagine you coming home, you're working your butt off to just get radishes, and your your wife's already like he's drinking in the forest like he always does. Like, and then you, honey, quick, come drink the water in the forest. <laughs> come quick. <laughs> that is a great story. So I I was saying before we started the show, I was glad that Cammy brought up this story because when I was doing my research, which it's kind of hard because this is like a really popular subject because of Juan de Ponce de Leon, the the supposed sort of founder of Florida, um, as we know it, during the age of exploration, is credited with this 
as well. There's a story of that, and I'll get in that in a minute. Uh, and there was a couple others, but it's it's really straightforward. And there, there, I was like, I, there must be you know more stories. But everyone and their mom who has a blog has written about Ponce de Leon, and that's what the, so that's what like is is clogging up this. It, it was really cool though when when Cami told me that she was doing this, and the story comes to us in a really interesting way. So I'll touch on that before I go on the rest. And that's through this um, man who, when he, he was born, his name was Patrick Lafcadio Hearn. He, he changed his name to Koizumi Yakumo. Uh, he was actually a Greek Irish man um, born in Greece who made it to America, but then went to Japan. Um, he died in 1904. He spent his last few years of life um, in Japan, but he, he got married to a Japanese woman, had Japanese kids, learned Japanese, taught there. That's kind of like he, he went there under the guise of like a newspaper thing, but then that was canceled. But he ended up like loving it so much. And then he translated work. So in a time where it was so new and especially, the, the you know, the crossing of the literature, he was there and he translated this story so i i don't know the exact source of the story i'm imagining it would be from the kojiki so the kojiki i I imagine would be it and that was like a text from the early 8th century that was it's it's kind of uh translated as records of ancient matters it might have come from that I knew. I, I just think that that would be so cool to be. I, I joked that he was like the first uh weeb like japanese like lover but that would be so cool to be an educated person going to Japan, learning it. Uh, you already have a fascinating background with a Greek mother and an Irish father. And anyway, I just I thought that was great. And um, he's actually he wrote some books. He's he's still celebrated in Japan today. This man, so he had a very successful life. It seemed like, um, and he he died uh, pretty young. He was in his fifties, so it was sad. I imagine he would have completed a lot more translations and stuff. So anyway, Fountain of Youth, um, as we know it. Um, one thing I when when I was reading about this too, Cami, I don't know if. If this came across your mind, the the fountain of youth restores your youth. And for some reason, I kind of always thought of it as like not making you look younger, but just kind of like stopping, like just kind of making sure you didn't go old. And I didn't really think about that. And that and that's what I love about that story, too, where he's carrying his baby wife around <laughs> um, because she can't stop. So the oldest sources, the oldest sort of ideas that we have is a pretty straightforward one from Herodotus. Uh, now, one of the oldest sources that we have for Greek and Roman or old Greek. And he talks about uh, a people in the Horn of Africa called the Macrobians who supposedly had access to a water that increased their life. That's kind of it. There's really not too much a part of it. Yeah, special kind of water in the land of the Macrobians is what he says. And then um, there is this story of the water of life from the Alexander Romance. And this is an account of the life and exploits. I of definitely Alexander tried to use that. Yeah. How did... The problem is mm-hmm. there's so it was it was it written in Greek or was it not written in Greek? I can't remember. When I was looking It was composed was... in the Greek from Wikipedia, composed in the Greek language before three thirty eight AD. Okay, so um, it was translated from Greek to several languages, none of which were English. And then they basically translated them again and again and again so then we get yeah we get to english and and a lot of them that story doesn't exist so the the mm-hmm. manuscripts that i was finding it's a different it's a completely different story yeah it's cool so this this uh book this this account it seems to be eastern based too not western and especially like uh on wikipedia's page they've got like an, a 17th century manuscript of it 
from Russia. And so it seems, and, and you know, I mean, cause Alexander, he, you know, was all over Persia, India, he was all over this area. So he, he had an influence on them as well. Um, we've talked about that for sure in several episodes. And so, uh, it, it's pretty straightforward. It describes him serving or, uh, uh, him and a servant, uh, crossing the land of darkness to find a restorative spring. So it seems to be really like specific. It, it does mention a sage, um, Al Qadir, who appears in the Quran, like his name appears in the Quran. Uh, and also like versions have kind of popped around Spain that I, I'm sure that kind of connects with Moorish, you know, Muslim Moorish rule. So it's, it's really cool. It kind of pops in and out and it seems to be some of this weird or, or interesting Eastern convergence including greek like i think we sometimes forget greek is eastern in a lot of ways too and it influenced like arabic persian and all that you know so um and i wonder i i, I didn't see this anywhere but i wonder so I'll, I'll now i'll go to you know juan de ponce de leon who was a conquistador um, in the age of discovery so this is you know the uh early 16th century is when he was doing his thing this is right after the renaissance and the renaissance was sort of this re a revival of learning of the classics of, of Greek and stuff like that. And a big part of that was because the West didn't have access to these old texts, but then it got access to them over time. And like in Spain, um, you know, they were largely Catholic and they were Western influence, but because of the Moorish Islamic rule, they had access to all these old Greek texts that had been translated to Arabic. So I wonder if, um, like I, I remember uh, Christopher Columbus had a copy of Geographia that was like had been translated from Greek to Arabic and then like back like to Latin or Greek. And that's what he had. And that's how he was able to sort of like, you know, ha had a map of the known world. That's what he used. So I wonder if Alexander the Great's story of this fountain of youth or Herodotus, Herodotus's account was in there. And again, this, I'm sure he was aware of it. Right. And this has to be you, living forever, elixir of life. Like this has to be a yeah, universal panacea is kind of what this, what they say, like, this is so common, you know, um, Eternal, uh, yeah, here Wikipedia is even talking. There are countless indirect sources uh, of eternal youth, sort of like the Philosopher's Stone, Elixir of Life, as I said, uh, totally common, especially in the, the Eurasian area. So, uh, yeah, this this must have been like a, a really kind of known thing. Um, there Also, Wikipedia notes the Pool of Bethesda, uh, which is from the Gospel of John, where a paralytic man is healed in oh, uh, yeah. in the in a spring. And so, uh, which uh, periodically stirred by an angel, just... Brewing, brewing that spring. So, yeah, Juan de Ponce de Leon, conquistador, uh, he is apparently trying to find this island or this – is it an island of Bimini? Bimini is a is – a, is, Wikipedia calls it a district in the westernmost part of the Caribbean. And it looks like the Arawaks of Hispaniola, Cuba, and Puerto Rico sort of kind of told them about this. this I'm getting a lot of El Dorado vibes. Um, here, uh, which we did talk about. And so he apparently was trying to look for that. He, he, he's credited with finding Florida. He didn't name it that. It, yeah. It, it's just sort of interesting. It, the story didn't really get tied to him until after his death though, by like when Ponce de Leon started, the land was thought to be located, uh, Northwest of the Bahamas. And the, the, the Arawaks were probably referring to an area that was, used to be occupied by the Maya. And there are actually these wells in the area that he was searching that have uh, a particularly high, uh, or, or, or that are particularly high in calcium and magnesium, which actually kind of do show longevity. So like it could literally kind of, if we're like trying to like go with it, the Arawaks could have like known these people that, uh, you know, were related to the Maya. And just 
lived a really long time and it's because they were bathing and drinking this water that was high in magnesium and calcium and they're just like it's got really good skin i don't know what's going on over there with those people in the bombs there was a uh, an italian born chronicler named peter uh, martyr who attached the story from ancient medieval european sources uh to his account um he talked about it uh in, in a letter to the pope he he was like not believing the stories apparently and was really surprised that people were really caught up and i i i like that like again like with the whole el dorado thing like the <laughs> we think like the I remember reading, they think that the, the indigenous peoples were like, yeah, there's the gold. You want the gold? There's go. You got to go in the jungle where you'll die. I mean, where you're safe and you'll find the gold <laughs> and you won't be near us. And so I just imagine like they see Wanda Ponce de Leon and his crew and they're like, yes, just keep sailing. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. You'll see it. You'll see it. There's water. You'll drink. It's great. You'll love it. Yeah. It, it, the story really wasn't uh, attached to him until after his death. There wasn't uh, many connections there. So but I'm, he never found it, right? Like it, it was- he might have gone to Bimini, but it, I mean, he, he could have easily have sailed that area. But no, I mean, he, 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 that's the thing. He never, like, I, I don't know. I'm sure that there was, uh, like, maybe a letter of him just kind of talking about it. Uh, he could have referenced oh, the, the natives uh, talk about these youthful springs that make you look young. That's, that's the best I could kind of see. But um, I wonder how well they'd be able to kind of communicate that to each other anyway. There's, there's also my last little bit here. There's a Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park, which is in the city of St. Augustine, Florida. It's a tribute to the spot where Ponce de Leon was supposed to have landed according to their promotional literature, although <laughs> there is no historical or archaeological evidence to support it. So he might have been there. Who knows? It's just kind of funny to think about that. It, it, I don't know. This is just so famous. Like again, it didn't, but it didn't get famous until after he was gone, and it's just kind of wild to think about them pushing it so much. But yeah, that's Juan de Ponce de Leon. That's that's the story that everyone kind of goes through. Um, that was like yeah, early uh, 1500s, and yeah, I mean he was he, he Ponce de Leon actually like uh, I was reading a little bit about him. He um, had like a legal dispute with uh, the son of Christopher Columbus. This guy had a, a wild life, like all these people did going to the new world uh, at the first, you know, at the, at the beginning of this whole thing. And uh, he lived a wild life. He was knighted by King Ferdinand, made him the governor of Puerto Rico. And yeah, it was wild. But so, yeah, there, there's, if there are spring, they've, they've found springs that have high deposits of magnesium and calcium, which you should supplement your vitamins with if you don't, because apparently it helps you out with looking young and being happy. So that's all I got, Cammie. <laughs> Great. Thank you. No, thank you for your story. I'm glad you, you broke it up. I, that uh, Alexander, I, I kind of want to go back to the um, Alexander romance. I, I really like that a lot. We should do something mm -hmm. from that, sure. It just seems really wild. We might need to come back to it just because of how much there is. Yeah, I'm looking like there's, Jewish versions, Syriac versions, Arabic. It kind of reminds me of like the 1001 Nights where it's like mm -hmm. it was all these stories of this area that were compiled. But that's kind of what this seems like. It's because of how influential Alexander was. So we really might have to come back to, to the Alexander romance and talk about that because it's just gone everywhere. So everyone, um, thank you for listening. Let us know if you're aware of a Fountain of Youth myth or Eternal Life myth. Harry Potter doesn't count. Don't say that. But we will uh, see you next time. Let us know if you have any myths that you'd like us to cover. Follow our links below. The link tree will show you everything we've got available. I think that's it. Cammie, thanks again. Everyone, Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Everyone, we will see you next time. Oh! oh.